following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener. Lovecraft Country, Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3, Deadpool, X2, The X-Men, United, Tron, Tron Legacy, Snowpiercer, Malcolm in the Middle, Alien, Aliens, Thor 2, The Dark Lord, Avengers, Infinity War, Avengers, Endgame, and WandaVision. Hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie or a TV show every week and then try to determine which one is cooler. Robots, Dinosaurs, Loki, Boastful Loki, Old Loki, Child Loki, or Alligator Loki. How about all of them? <laughs> yes, the, the Power Rangers combined team of Lokis is... Yes. It's, gonna be, it's it better than robots or dinosaurs, I think. The fucking Loki-verse, baby. The Loki-verse. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Loki-verse of Madness. Uh, so we are uh, talking about... Um, oh, wait, I forgot to tell you who I am. I'm your host, Louis G. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan T. Lawler. Welcome, Ryan. Hello, folks. It is good to be back, baby. Loki! Ryan, why don't you tell the listeners which episode of Loki we're talking about today on Robots versus Dinosaurs? Today, we are on episode four, The Nexus Event. And I feel like episode four is always a big one. This episode mm. four, it's, it's the one, baby. My lucky number. <laughs> things change. The story unfolds. Things get mm. big. And and it's I think that's a big benefit of just keeping it to six episodes is is because it feels if it doesn't feel like okay we're kind of in a routine now we're kind of in a like every week a little bit of something is going to happen but they're mm-hmm. saving it up for the finale or the penultimate like it's when you only have six episodes you got to jam pack as much as you can into every single one so every every one feels important feels big. Um, and this one, this one is no exception. This one felt amazing to me. Yes. I absolutely agree with that. I, uh, I love the, the, which I've talked about like in several podcasts in the past, but I love the, as much as you get less time with your characters, but you get better time with them. Like, you know, it's six episodes, but like you said, it cruises right along because every episode has got to push that story, push that story. And you just get, you get really cool stuff every time and none of that filler which i agree with you i love it i love it when it chugs along also every episode is gonna feel like you're you uh well like it's hard to it's hard to keep it's hard to keep your audience on a string and when you have the the entire internet analyzing and sifting through and looking for easter eggs in every episode that you release it's harder to keep them on a string about something it's harder it's harder to outsmart the entire internet and they and it, you also don't want to make your audience feel like you're underestimating them or that you're like um yeah that you're underestimating their intelligence uh so yeah, they, they, this whole thing with the timekeepers eventually they were gonna have to reveal it and i'm really glad they didn't drag yeah. it out um they haven't fully revealed it but i i particularly feel validated about a couple of things so <laughs> yes <laughs> We're going to get into some predictions that I was right about and that you were also right about. (laughs) Hell yes. I love it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So you want to get in, get into it or. 
Yeah, let's talk about the episode. This one is directed, as always, by Kate Heron. Uh, this one's written by Eric Martin. Um, stars in this episode, Owen Wilson, Sophia DiMartino, and Jamie Alexander, who returns as Lady Sif. Yes, which is awesome to see. Which, it seems like... Um, these shows are, are, are great because they're bringing back like older characters, just like, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, the previous shows, WandaVision, of course. Um, and it's so cool to just see like small, smaller characters from the past being brought back. I love that. Really cool. It is. And it's, it's also doing the thing where it's like, they're doing big favors to some of the movies in the MCU that are yeah. less favorable. Like WandaVision, yeah. WandaVision in my mind really elevated age of Ultron. And mm-hmm. I, I think some people consider that to be like out of the four Avengers movies, maybe um, like Avengers, Age of Ultron, Infinity War yeah. and Endgame. Age of Ultron is probably the weakest one. Yeah, but I, I feel like WandaVision made it more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Like and same with uh, now with um, Loki bringing Thor, the old Thor movies back again. Not, you know, before they switched just kind of his personality a little bit with Thor Ragnarok, everyone kind of looked at the first couple Thor movies and, you know, I guess we kind of need them to know Thor's background, but they're not the best. But Mm -hmm. now, you know, it's cool to like kind of go back, reflect on those and bring them, but bringing their new characters into the like style that they're kind of are now, which is awesome. I think, I just think it's really it's really cool to go back, make those again, like you said, make those movies seem more more important than they are, and seeing yeah. them in flashbacks in these shows that we absolutely love. Oh, now they have this cool, important meaning that it wasn't there before, and it just like I went back and watched Age of Ultron like two or three times during yep. during after WandaVision just because oh shit, this is awesome! Like now I got to see Wanda like doing her thing. I didn't even think about it then you know it's awesome yeah when i when i watch this show loki and i think about the fact that this loki is not going to be there for the events of thor the dark world and like that's when frigga dies and that's like a huge pivotal moment um it just it makes me think about like all of the implications of that if, Mm -hmm. if if loki is not there for that what does that mean for thor what does that mean for asgard as a whole and right it's and what does that mean for Loki? Most important, yeah. You know, yeah. What would have happened? That that timeline that he was on would have been fucked up. Mm-hmm. But they basically pruned him out to make it so that everything stayed on the timeline that we saw, right? The sacred yeah. timeline, yeah, yeah. So so, so crazy. <laughs> so right. that means that means <laughs> that there is still a sacred timeline Loki. That well, no, I yeah. guess there isn't because yeah. sacred timeline Loki is dead at this point. Well, yes, but he went on and continued on to be in Thor, Dark World, Ragnarok, you know, get killed in Infinity War. And, you know, he went on to do all that stuff again. Yeah. And the, you know, this Loki that did the wrong thing got taken and brought to the TVA. But, yes, he he's went on and it's so hard to, to think about. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's uh, like, how is it going to end? Like, I just can't wait to see how are they going to how are all these variants? I can't wait to see what they did. Like you can't, I guess, put Loki back because that'll screw up the sacred, unless they just totally unravel the whole thing. And this isn't really a secret timeline. The TV, you know, maybe, oh God, um, my mind goes crazy thinking about it. I love time shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like thinking out loud as we go here. It's nuts. Um, well, so, so another another person that apparently does something uh, absolutely offensive and um, uh, completely universe shattering is this small child on Asgard that yeah. we see Ravona Renslayer and the TVA showing up to place under arrest for her crimes against the yeah. secret timeline. <laughs> she's, when she's sitting there playing with a wooden wooden boat and like a dragon action figure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and she's and she's the thing that makes it even more sweet is she's pretending to protect Asgard, which yep. is just you know, like, oh, I'm defending Asgard from the evil, like, dragons and the wolf, which are, is that the dragon and wolf from Ragnarok? I've, Pretty yeah. much, because she says, like, the, the Valkyrie flies over and defeats the dragon and saves Asgard. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, th- I feel like it was her basically um, predicting Ragnarok. Yeah, but That's like, awesome. But, like, maybe in her variant world, she would have actually prevented Ragnarok, um, and that's oh. why they had to pull her out, because... Because in Ragnarok, that was the main main plot point, is that Thor had to accept no Ragnarok needs to happen. It's inevitable. Yeah. It's the like it's the only way to stop Hela. So maybe, yep. maybe that's why the their arrest that's why they can justify arresting this six-year-old girl who's yeah. playing with her toys. Cause <laughs> cause she is uh, playing out this scenario that eventually is gonna inspire her to, I don't know, maybe join Hela and quote unquote yeah. save uh uh Asgard from Ragnarok and just that's gonna that's gonna uh set in motion a whole bunch of other problems. Yeah, I think you're kind of right. Almost like not just with her, but with all of these Lokis. Basically, I think it almost feels like they're going around and pruning off all the Lokis that maybe succeed in the future mm. and do because Lokis are meant to lose. And like so any Loki that doesn't lose basically they're pruning them and taking them off the timeline and our loki who basically stuck with losing all his life <laughs> so they let him live throughout the timeline and die his natural death because he always was going to lose so you got to make sure that you prune off the lokis that are going to win yep. i don't know you know yeah because i wondered like excuse me like why would you just come in and this poor little girl there's no there's just no sign of her doing anything wrong, just being innocent and free and boom, you're going to mm-hmm. take her in. And then clearly it shows him just like wiping out her world, like right there. That's quite sad. And it, it seems like from, from what we see early in the episode, when, when Mobius is trying to locate, he's trying to pin down Loki's location in the timeline or like figure out where this um, they, they're like watching a screen yeah. to see where this next event yeah, yeah. and where this this branch timeline was being created. Mm-hmm. And in or, it seemed like they had to wait for something to happen that would cause yes. a branch timeline. Um, and we'll talk about what that was later because that's one of the big things I was validated on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and all of my fanfic. Uh, <laughs> but... There, but like, what was what was this little girl doing that when they were looking at their screens at the TVA, that yeah. like, what was it that she did or said that caused that branch to appear? Because if it was just playing with her wooden toys, like there there yeah. had to be something significant in in that little moment, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I almost feel like there's more like stuff to the TVA that we don't know about. Like they have their T, they. 
the branch was because she was a Logie, not following the proper, not that she was necessarily doing anything wrong, but whatever path she took in her decisions led very, just slid her off path to like, to becoming a failure of a Loki, which is kind of what they want. Loki's mm. that fail, no Loki's that succeed. Loki's that succeed will eventually take over the TVA. So they have to make sure they trim them away. And I think yeah. that's basically, I think the, the Loki's are the end to the TVA. And so it, th- their system or whatever is programmed to whenever a Loki is, is, is very, is veering off their path, whether it looks like it's negative to us or not, this small little piece of the history of her pretending to defend Asgard or whatever, maybe like you said, was just enough yeah, to like change her thought. Oh, maybe this is what I really do. And boom, they got a clipper right now. Bam. Just right at the beginning of her fear and personality or whatever, you know, because maybe, maybe in that moment, that little girl, Loki decided, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to become a Valkyrie. I'm going to aspire to be a Valkyrie. And then when yeah. Ragnarok happens, me and the rest of the Valkyries are going to be the ones that swoop in and fly in and save the day. And maybe what they saw at the TVA was she was right. And she was the one factor that if she became a Valkyrie would make all the difference and would change the, the timeline of, of Ragnarok or like change that big event. So that's when they saw the branch timeline. That's when they swooped in and pruned it unceremoniously. Yes, I absolutely <laughs> I couldn't agree um, more. But I, I don't think we're going to get like a definitive follow up on that. That's just fan theory speculation yeah. at this point. Yeah, no, totally. Um, um, so that's so pretty much the at? opening sequence. The TVA arrests a little kid. And it's, I mean, if we didn't already suspect the TVA were bad people, yeah. uh, I think this is all you need to, to put this the final is, nail in the coffin. Yeah, we're finding out 100% for sure they're pieces of shit right here. Yeah. <laughs> Ravona especially is 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 evil. Yeah, and to see her too, she has like these two separate like personalities, like totally like being nice and cool to Mobius, and then just then in the next scene, just like totally having no problem just pruning him off the of existence. But yeah. although that is another story, who knows what? Like I said, <laughs> we get into the mm. pruning thing. Yes, uh, like, and I was like, God, I like. Are they really dead? I just felt like they can't really be dead. And I don't, I don't really think they are. And you were validated because you, you <laughs> yes. found out that they are not. They just go somewhere else. They go to this yes. other place. And I feel great about that because that's just <laughs> horrific. Yeah. Just, but yeah. So yeah. And then after, so then you want to move on to the next scene after the opening scene or? Yeah. 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 So, you know, basically we just go with Renslayer just, She's popping up the uh, golden elevators, you know, to go see, to speak to the timekeepers. And um, we, we basically get like a little tease as she op- as the doors open of what we're going to see later. Yep. And like, oh, what was that? Shit. Robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get yeah. there. We'll get to that. These are, our, these are our first robots and robots, first dinosaurs. Yay. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Our, we've we've talked about team. There's oh, been... we had the yeah, we did. We had the the TV guy at the beginning. Yep, at the very beginning, there was. Oh yeah, it's the, always robots. What am I? It's dinosaurs. There was the, yeah, the little. There was the little dogs in uh, the Rocks Cart store. There um, was. Yeah. I I don't know if last episode had any robots. Uh, 
No, but this I one, think, this one for sure did. So <laughs> yeah, I think no last episode we were not justified. But it's the I was backwards. The other way, dinosaurs is what we haven't had yet in our show yeah. <laughs> at all. I don't know yeah. unless you can unless you can count crocodile Loki. <laughs> oh, I'm counting it. I'm also counting in the last episode. The last episode had a lot of meteors falling, and, oh. and they were inevitably going to destroy the planet. And that's thematically mm-hmm. dinosaurish, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's very dinosaur-like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best justification I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so Red Slayer sees the timekeepers. Mm-hmm. We don't see what she says or what goes on in there. But you think Renslayer knows the whole truth? You think she's totally, you think she's maybe being manipulated and she's a middle woman between of some kind? So I lose big three. I had the same question because, (laughs) um, and we don't know, we don't have to, we don't have to save it for that. Um, But I, but that was one of my big things is like, does she know that they're robots or not? Because in that scene at the beginning, she goes in there by herself. Mm -hmm. So, I, right. I feel like she must be getting duped. And the yeah. moment that she sees their heads cut off, like that's, a, like, I think me. that's a life-changing revelation for her. Yeah. And like, she, and Sylvie puts the, the vapor thing, the, the zapper thing to her. And she's like, just kill me. Like, did she have a realization at that point? I think so. Like, that's what I, like, like you said, exactly. She went up there by herself to talk to yeah. these, bro- like, why would she go in there and talk to fake robots? Unless, like some like ruler came out from the ground or who's like really in charge. Like, yeah, I'm really here. What is it you need or whatever, but like. Well, it's the wizard of Oz, right? You know, it's it's who's who's the man behind the curtain. So maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe she knows that they're robots, but she also at the same time knows the, these are robots that something super powerful is using as a means to communicate something orders to me directly. And I just have to accept that that's the, like, it's like if you're, if you're talking to, if you're working remotely, let's say, uh, and you're like <laughs> talking to your boss over on your computer over Zoom, right. and they're telling you to do things, your computer screen is not like this evil space lizard entity, um, mm-hmm. but it's just the method through which your boss, not everybody's boss is evil, but like it's- yes. <laughs> It's I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's like so like destroying that computer doesn't destroy your boss and you still have to go to work. Right. Next day. <laughs> yes. I totally get it. Kind of like in, uh, yeah. When you go to talk to your boss, but it's not direct, like in, uh, what the hell is that? Zack Snyder, the justice league where, uh, the, what's that dude? Uh, the dude who comes down to take over everything, but he keeps going back to talk to dark side in that little, like, Oh, right. You know, Seven like, one. yep. Yeah, Steppenwolf. That yeah. yeah. So you keep going to. It's like you're not talking directly to your boss, but it's through like some disguise or, you know, some kind of translation device from wherever he is. So yeah, you know. And of course, you know, we've heard the rumors of I don't know if you have maybe Kang the Conqueror is the bad guy, mm-hmm. and I don't know. He's clearly the the bad guy of time in the Marvel comics. Cause I, I didn't know, I don't know much about the comics, but of course, when I hear that something could relate, I look into it a little bit mm-hmm. and, you know, he had a relationship with Renslayer and it kind of is all like making sense that it could be Kang the Conqueror, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I'm or, I'm kind of at a point where when I when I see like things that happened in comics happening on the show, I I think it's cool, but I don't like to use them as like a prediction for what's going to happen because I yeah. think. I think the writers are really good at taking elements of stories from comics and not just retelling them directly. They're good at like sort of rearranging those elements into something even better or or like something completely. And I think that's awesome that they do that. They like, like they'll take the elements, but not do it directly. So it it still fools you, but it still takes the element of it and, 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 brings it along with it to keep that comic background, but they'll change it and make it, and like you said, even cooler sometimes, which is awesome. Because, because otherwise you could just use the comics to predict everything that's going to happen yes. on the show. And, and, and they're they very aware of that. Yeah. So they're, so, and they're good at getting out ahead of stuff like that. So <laughs> yes. they, I think they also, what they also are clever about is using stuff like that to create a, a, a rabbit hole for you to fall down or to create yeah. sort of like a red herring that distracts you yep. from what they're really doing. It's like, look at the left hand because the right hand's doing the actual trick. Exactly. And yeah, and that's great. That's why I love it. Cause then it leaves you off guard. Like, yeah. Whoa, Holy cow. Cool. So yeah, this, the ending could be anything. Can't yeah. wait. I think one way or another, we're going to, we're going to find out whether or not it's Kang by episode six. They're not going to leave that hanging. Yeah. You, you think we're going to, you think, Yeah. You don't think they're going to leave us dragging us out into the, they have to, yeah, you're right. They have to leave some kind of, you have to have payoff for watching this whole series. So there's got to be some kind of, yeah, some kind of reveal, but maybe also a little hook, you know, of course, that's going to, something that's not going to maybe fully give you a reveal, something like a little more you want, you know, the just to keep you coming back, of course. Yep. Basically, you know, Mobius is, basically trying to, you know, get more information out of Renslayer. Like she wants to interview C20. Obviously Renslayer is not going to allow that to happen because that's going to reveal some big things. So clearly, you know, when Sylvie enchants people, they, it reveals memories of their past life. We see that with C20. We see that with B15. Mobius wants to interview C20, but Renslayer basically tells him that, um, can't happen. She died. Her mind was scrambled. Mm-hmm. And, and, she, um, and her story is kind of weak. Like, and and he starts. He kind of notices that her story yes. is a little weak when he, when mm-hmm. he says, "Well, she was fine when she came in." And Ravona's like, "Oh yeah, it just it was a t- you know time delay yes. thing. Like it just <laughs> yeah." You wow. can tell this kind of coming up with BS exactly. Oh, he kind of knows it. Quick and I thing think, here. Sorry, in this moment when uh, when she says he's asking about C20 and she goes, she's dead. uh, Mobius says, what? How? And the way how the way he says how (laughs) (laughs) I was like, they're they they have they have declared the the showrunners have talked about they're not going to have Owen Wilson say the word. (laughs) Wow. But they're going to have them say other words that sound like it. <laughs> yes. I thought the same thing. Like, dude, if you're not going to have them say, wow, that's the way to get around it right there. <laughs> that was awesome. Wow. How? How? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> because it's so true. I love that. <laughs> what were you saying, uh, though? Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so 
Renslayer uh, then asked Mobius to kind of keep it all a secret that her mind was scrambled and she died. And then is she really dead? Do you think? Do you think they pruned her? They probably pruned her. And she, That's a good she's in a prune world, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think they did because 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 Ravona is like is very decisive. She makes yes. just very quick decisions and she and and like final decisions. And and I mean for her to just be able to get rid of Mobius, knowing that we like see them have some sort of relationship throughout the series so far. Yeah. I think with somebody like C20, it's like, yeah, that's just another one of my pawns. Um and if she's suddenly inconvenient. And I have a mean. I have a very easy means to get rid of this, this inconvenience. I think she would do it. You remember? I mean, I remember. I remember episode two was our worst episode, but there was the scene where he, uh, they talk about how he was that the first episode, maybe actually, where he goes into her office and he leave, he's leaving the rings from the drink. Yep. And he can't remember leaving the rings, but she's mentioning it, but he doesn't remember. So is there maybe he's been pruned on multiple occasions in the past? Well, his, then, his memory has been erased, oh, and maybe man. maybe they've done sort of the Men in Black flashy thing, like anytime right, he's right, come right. close to realizing the things that Loki tells him in this episode, maybe they've just like done some sort of flashy time, thing, yeah, to, to, like, to oh, erase his memory. Mobius is, getting, Mobius is but, getting close again. Zap him! But at this point, I think she like I think she, it's like, or or maybe no, because when they get when they get defragmented it doesn't look like it erases their memories right well we don't know maybe that's what's happening maybe that is how they do the memory erase and when, when they get pruned yeah maybe like i'm jumping way ahead but when we see the post credit scene and loki wakes up in front of all these other lokis maybe next episode we're going to see that his his memory was erased that's pretty that's god i love it when you, you have some cool theories that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's totally cool because that I mean, that would fit into what yeah. you're saying with like that's yeah. if anytime they need they need to reset mobius they just poke him with the stick they, he disintegrates they go into wherever that alternate area is that these variants show up yeah. when they get disintegrated they pull him back in he's fre- he's a fresh mobius he doesn't he doesn't yeah. remember uh, he has vague memories of jet skis yeah um so he keeps they keep bringing him back he keeps figuring shit out then bringing him back maybe Maybe because he's such a good detective. That's why they needed him. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. I can't wait to see the the crazy, like, the crazy pruned world. Yeah. So much. Because I don't know if you don't watch trailers, but there's nope. cool trailers for the next episode. I'm not going to get into that. But Okay. I'm excited, though. <laughs> yes. I'll get your juices flowing. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then... Where are we at? Where are we at? Um, C20 is... Oh, we go dead. to... Uh, B- B15 seems very, very affected by C20's death. Yes. She is, and I think it's because she knows C15 is affected because she knows the memories that were revealed from what happened to her. No. Yeah. Yeah. In- well, because because Lady, uh, Lady Loki... So Sylvie did this to her. In, yes. in rocks cart and so she must exactly. have had some sort of similar experience where she right. entered a memory that she didn't even realize was one of her own memories and mm-hmm. thought it was just a trick but now knowing like what happened to c20 that really opens up b15's eyes and makes yeah. you realize like man this thing that happened to me very recently 
kind of makes me question my whole <laughs> yes. job, this whole th- organization I work for. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And uh, she starts having her second thoughts, which I knew was going to happen after that, that episode where she, cause there was that scene in that episode, episode two, after she got possessed where she just was sitting there like, what did I just see? But they didn't really get into it. Mm-hmm. And I knew it would come up. And now this is the first time we've really seen her since then. Cause last episode or the two episodes ago was all on Lamentus with Sylvie and Loki. So, yep. but yeah. And then, um, but then uh, we, I don't know if you're cool, but we can move on to now we get Sylvie and, and Loki on Lamentus. Yep. And um, of course the whole world's about to be destroyed by this planet crashing into the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's cool is Loki actually goes over and apologizes to Sylvie, which I thought was a huge, huge character step for Loki. You don't yeah. see him do much apologizing. And it really kind of, I think, shows his concern and 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 how, that he actually likes this person, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he has a connection with them because you know it's it's him basically. But um, and, and then self awareness, yeah, right. And like they're the same soul, you know, like they they feel it. I I feel like that. they feel it, you know. There's mm-hmm. a soul connection. <laughs> oh, they feel something. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh so sylvie you know sylvie says she still remembers a little of asgard and of course now we get to see how young she was when she was taken so like she clearly probably doesn't have distinct total memories of asgard but of only when she was really young um which is quite sad that she, and then you know that basically now she's spent her whole life hiding in apocalypses because she escaped and it's really terrible it's very sad um and then it kind of comes down to again why like why did they come and take her um oh oh let's let's do this quote the universe wants to break free so it manifests chaos Mm. that's what sylvie says love that so and then she says like sylvie being born the goddess of mischief i mean what was it that made her a variant was it just the fact that she was born a loki and she wasn't supposed to be. And it brings us back to that same question. Yeah. So sad. So then she goes, like I said, she goes and hides out in the different apocalypses. Um, get a little story there about that. Then, then we go back to Mobius and B-15 back at the TVA. Um, this, is, oh, this, is when they're lo- this is when they're looking at the screen you know, to track down Loki and Sylvie and they start seeing that real steep, you know. That yeah, real Mobius steep. is like, have you ever seen a branch like that? That's not somebody just stepping yeah. on a leaf. That thing's going straight up like a boner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess uh, that makes sense because they're they're holding hands and that's, yes. you know, he's, yep. he's sort of, he's sort of uh, uh, softening himself yeah. and like put it making himself vulnerable to her yes um, they kind of go back and forth about you <laughs> the boner branch <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, this was supposed to be professional <laughs> oh, uh, God. oh goodness okay um, so then they have this cool conversation you know so 
is, is being a low key mean we're destined to lose. Mm-hmm. And you know, this kind of, that's kind of what makes me feel like maybe that's what the timeline thinks Loki's are supposed to be is destined to lose. Um, but you're saying, but okay. So you're saying the timeline as though the timeline is a thing that makes decisions for itself. Um, as if the time, the, whoever's in charge of the TVA is the yeah. decision maker of that time. I still, I think, yes, okay. there is a main bad, bad dude mm-hmm. who is deciding what this main timeline should be. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody I mean, with like godlike power. Yes. Basically. Exactly. Is judging what, what should be trimmed and what should be allowed to continue. You know, what can be a real, what can actually be this timeline and what is not right. Yeah. And, you know, a, a, this female Loki or whatever she is, you know, who like looks like she's knows how to destroy the world and could win and maybe take over the TVA. So they're trimming her off before it's even a possibility. I think it yeah. all comes down to they know that Loki is the one who can infiltrate their their plan or his plan. Whoever is the main bad guy. Yeah. I feel like kind of almost like they know Loki is the timeline to their destruction. So there's yeah. only yeah. So there's only one way to eliminate that by eliminating Lokis who aren't following the plan. So if any Loki seems like they're not going to lose, like they're always supposed to, trim them. You know, that's kind like of that. what I'm getting out of it. You know, so yeah. our main Loki was destined to die mm-hmm. by Thanos. So there was no reason to trim that Loki. Yep. So, you know, if you ve- if you veer off from that, that, that path and now maybe this Sylvie is going to go on to, you know, do whatever and not die. Mm-hmm. They got to trim her off now. Yeah. That's it. You know, that's, you know, I think that's, that's where we're at, man. Like, yeah. God damn. But then Mobius uh, shows up to rescue them from the Nexus event. And yes. it cuts, it cuts right to like, they're getting booked. They're getting dragged to different cells. Like mm-hmm. we don't need, we don't need to see that conversation. Uh, no. <laughs> when they get arrested, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, all right. Uh, yep. Yeah. But just then, like, exactly. Mobius does say, like, when Mobius is is dragging Loki towards the his like time loop memory cell prison. Um, <laughs> yes, that's awesome. He 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 seems like Mobius seems genuinely hurt, and he says to him, "You know, you're an asshole, and you're kind of an asshole and a bad friend." Yeah, and I felt yeah. really bad for Mobius in that moment when he was like, "Man, he, he considers Mo- he really considered Loki his friend. Like they became friends yeah. that quickly." And he gave and he gave his trust in him. You yeah. know, gave him you know gave him the the jacket and the job, and you know you're gonna and he put his trust in the boss with him and everything, and then yeah. oh no, trust me, he's really gonna help us. And then Loki totally betrayed him, which yeah. I could see would piss him off, but. Yeah, I, I feel like there's gonna there's some definite Loki character development which will change him a little bit, but yeah, it does you know just to see he was he, you know he was he was kind of a asshole Loki, and yeah. uh, and definitely hurt Mobius's feelings because he like you see like he did put his trust into him and that's that really can hurt you you know yeah he put his job and reputation on the line for him yeah exactly and then like the first chance you get you know he's gonna run off with another Loki. I mean, yep. I guess in the end, it kind of actually worked out because he did get a lot of information yes. and learn a lot. 
which so in the end it probably turned out to be a good thing but his 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 reasons for doing it weren't great in the first place and i think a few minutes later in the episode mobius realizes that that loki yes. loki is right that loki did need to go on this mini adventure without him and find out all this other information um i mean cuz he he's obviously is convinced by by loki by the end of the episode yes yeah he is and he definitely like right off the bat is definitely intrigued by what he's what he's telling them so yeah he yeah. he's yeah he's always had this it it didn't take much i feel to get mobius on his side like mobius always had like he's always kind of questioning throughout since the beginning like in minor ways like just always thought things were a little weird things were yeah i I didn't think it took much to turn him like you know what yeah yeah so marbius marbius mobius is a smart dude he knows what's up um so then uh then we get Loki in his, uh, he's in his little loop here. And mm-hmm. it's when Loki cuts off her hair, which I read is actually in the, uh, in the myth, the myths uh, or the, uh, you know, the old stories of Loki and Sif and the gods. They, there actually is a story of him cutting off her hair, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. So they use like an old Norse gods, like uh, story, which is cool. But um, yeah, so they keep looping and she keeps like, beating the shit out of him and telling him he's going to be alone forever basically over and over and over again yeah which this was actually a great learning experience for for loki too i feel you know like he really kind of just getting you know knocked in the balls and punched in the face over and over again i guess might make you just kind of realize what kind of a you know piece of shit you really were and how i continue on this way i'm going to be alone forever you know yeah, his first his first reaction the first time it happens is he's like, "Yo, you think this is uh, you think this is gonna affect me? I remember exactly what I did after this. I had a hot bath <laughs> and a glass yes. of wine, and I never ever thought about it again." And yep. I think him saying that out loud makes him realize the fact that he he put this whole uh, he he just didn't feel any guilt or remorse. He didn't apologize to Sif. He just put he just did what his own self care and. And completely yeah. forgot about this incident um, is a realization for himself that like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is a, this is definitely something where I've acted very selfish. And I'm realizing all these other moments in my life where I've acted very selfish. And yep. that's why I'm stuck here. And so, yeah, when that's he finally true. says to her, like, I'm a narcissist and I'm afraid of being alone. Yeah, that's literally what she's been saying to him every time she punches him in the balls uh, or kisses him <laughs> in the balls. And and he's just he's just vocalizing it and 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 realizing like yeah that is i'm very self aware now i'm having i'm doing i'm doing some growth i'm doing some you know my some development um and and growing as a person and yeah. you're right sif and i'm and i'm sorry um, yeah it almost seems to like it almost seems like it's going to work she do, he does get her to stop being violent to him which is nice yeah but uh, she still has to say you know she has to emphasize that she you're you're always going to be alone no matter what. Like, well, yeah, she's not wrong for that. That's yeah. you know, <laughs> she she's still if she's not if she's not if she's coming in with punch you in the face and kick you in the balls energy, and he does something yeah. to make her like stay her hand. She's yeah. still going to have that energy and be like, all right, I don't need to hit you physically, yeah. but I do need to hit you in the in the in the emotions. Yeah, he won her over just enough. Mm-hmm. 
to not get the physical violence, but you're still going to be told. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. And again, he deserves he deserved to hear it. Oh, so. of course, because I'm sure all of growing up, he was a piece of shit on many occasions, not just yeah. that one. <laughs> so, yeah. And because Odin was kind of like not much of a dad to him and because probably Frigga was like, probably probably treated him a little like, you know, probably didn't punish him that much. Um, yeah. Like the the other kids that he grew up with, Thor and Sif and the other warriors, um, probably probably resented him as like, you know, you're the spoiled brat that doesn't get punished when you do bad things. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, and then... Oh, yeah. And then we have the point where Mobius comes and takes him out. Yeah. And this is this is an awesome conversation because this is when uh, I predicted or I didn't predict, but I was talking last week about like, I think that that these Lokis are flirting. I think that they have like an attraction towards one another. And Mobius says it out loud. He's like two variants of the same being, especially you forming this kind of sick, twisted, romantic relationship. That's pure chaos. That could break reality. Uh, and he's like, yeah. it's, bre- it's breaking my reality right now, just thinking about <laughs> it. Um, and he call- He says, what an incredible seismic narcissist you fell for yourself. Yeah, like exactly what you said last week. Yep. You, that you literally said this. I was like, oh, yeah, narcissist <laughs> fall. And damn it, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> yep, because it makes sense, though. And, I'm, yeah. and also, I'm here for it. Like, I think I they're... Think it's- oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I think they have like, kind of a beautiful relationship in a weird way, but I yeah. like it. I like them together. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, maybe it's not a sexual thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it's just a plutonic love. Now nah, they want a bang. Now nah, they want a bang. Nope. I mean, yeah, they want a bang, <laughs> especially if you read my fanfic. They definitely want a bang. But, <laughs> yes. but, it, it, but it is deeper than that. It's not just, you know, a physical no, attraction. No, it it's, is. I think he, he's finally, like, Loki's he's, like, her name was Sylvie. And it's like, yes. Yeah. I think it's a lot of it is respect for her. And yes. uh, like, he's actually found somebody who he feels is an equal. Mm-hmm. And which he never has because he's such a narcissist. <laughs> yep. He thinks he's better than everybody, but he actually, had, this is the first time he's actually felt for somebody and, the fact and it's and it's himself, which is a great. It's like it's just a great story for for Loki. It's yep. and it, awesome. it makes it it makes sense the more you think about it because he he Loki admires no one. Loki respects no one except for one person. Loki admires and respects himself. So seeing yeah. another Loki that is objectively attractive, uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's, he's in. Then <laughs> he's, he's in for it. Yes, yeah. he's all in. And uh, I, I can't wait to see, like, I just can't wait to see how the, every time, every week I say this, I can't wait to see some, but I can't wait to see how they take the relationship. Mm-hmm. Just, that's awesome. It's just, how are they going to, how are they going to finalize this relationship, <laughs> relationship, you know? Yeah. 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 It's a good question. Yeah, when he I gets just, disintegrated at the end, I was like, oh goodness, that's. <laughs> A huge game changer. Okay, so maybe yeah. the rest of the show is just going to be Sylvie, um, right? Obviously then, not. God. But but like, dude, that, the you, saddest part was poor Mobius. 
Oh man, when Mobius got vaped, the uh, yeah. oh, my, I was got I got the quivering lip. Oh, Mobius. I cried a little bit. <laughs> oh man, maybe I'll be on my jet skis just having fun. Uh, and this poor Mobius. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, man. I love, oh, but it's so great. Yeah, um, but now, but now you know. See, now like, we know he went to some other place with with yes. variant Mobiuses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or are they? See, this is another thing I wanted to question. Are we even to the point where I can start questioning that? Uh, Mobius B fifteen. Uh, oh, I think I went too far ahead of my notes. Well, I have, I have uh, one more thing in that interrogation scene. Um, yeah, yeah. That I want to mention, which is that. Uh, uh, I like Mobius's interrogation tactic. Like this is when we see, really see Mobius as a detective. I like how he's talking. He's talking to Loki about Sylvie. Yeah. He's getting a rise out of him. Um, he's yes. trying to figure out like how much does Loki care about this person. And he says like, "Oh well, we saved you the trouble." Like you because know, Loki's boasting that, "Oh, I'm just I'm using her. I'm she's working for me. If anything, I'm the superior Loki." And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, don't worry about it because we pruned her already." And, yes. and he and we see we see the look on Loki's face, and I think that's what Mobius was was digging for. He wanted to see yeah. like, can like, can I? How does this affect you? And when he sees that reaction, it confirms everything he suspects. And he's like, all right, I can use this now, and I can get more information out. I can squeeze more information out of Loki, and he does. But that but this is when Loki drops the bomb on him that like. Yes, you're a variant. All of everything that you believe is is a lie. Um, And he says, like, you know, out of all the liars in this place, you're the biggest one because of the lies you tell yourself. Yes, which is damn true. Another great. It was a great line, and it totally hit. Yeah, but it's true. You do tell yourself lies, Mobius. (laughs) Open your damn eyes. It was awesome. I love it. And, and it's a moment of true friendship because, you know, Mobius is thinking like Loki betrayed me and we're, and he's not, yeah. he's not really my friend, but, but Loki is trying hard to prove, no, mm-hmm. I'm, I still care about you as a friend. I just want yes. you, I need you to open your eyes and care about yourself, Mobius, care about your jet ski yep. career. And, <laughs> and clearly this opens his little jet ski eyes because from now on, he definitely, you know, we go right into the next scene where he's talking with Renslayer and clearly all that Loki has told him is now carrying over into here because yeah. he, I mean, as much as he played it off with Loki, like, Oh, I think you're lying. Like it set a seed. He yep. like, he was, he, like I said before, he's kind of no, he's kind of had this inkling, I think all along. And now that this has come along and, and, and Loki's really telling him the truth. He's, he just wants that. He just wants that little bit of, solid proof now and i think when he goes in and has his little meeting with renslayer notices that things just seem just seem a little weird with her and then you know he does his little distraction you know hey you want to put this trophy up what was that that by the way the trophy was that sylvie's sword yeah yeah Yeah, okay because i was kind of like is that sylvie's sword or like a dagger but yeah it so puts up sylvie's sword as a trophy and then he kind of does his little slick move, steals Renslayer's uh, uh, temp pad. Temp pad, which I, I had <laughs> no notions that he was going to get away with that. That was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I and mean, then he didn't for too long. Yeah, I mean, I mean, literally, it's... he left to talk to Loki and then came out of the room, and she already knew. 
Also, I here I I have to say something about this. If I if I'm having lunch with my friend and I'm like suspecting that they're you know some big evil person, and like <laughs> yeah. they leave their cell phone on the table, and I just like just like switch <laughs> my phone with theirs, put their. I'm going to get thwarted immediately by their four-digit passcode or some, like, very yeah. small, but, like, a fingerprint scanner, a face scanner is going to thwart me almost <laughs> immediately. And I live in the year 2021, and I don't have access to TVA technology. You're telling me that these temp pads, literally, we see earlier on, a six-year-old girl could just grab one, yeah, like, immediately know how to program it and use it. There's no, there's no security protocol for that. There's yeah. nothing... I mean, I can't even pick up your iPhone and get into it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Exactly that. And like, this is way beyond an iPhone. And also this happened before. So they don't have some new protocol where like, okay, after, after this Loki child was able to easily steal one of these, now they have to have a six digit (laughs) passcode instead of a four digit passcode. Yeah. We're going to literally do nothing different. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, but, sorry. Uh, I just, just had, gonna, I just had gonna, to say something about that. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you completely. I mean, yeah, it's silly, but you know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna pretend they don't have locks in the TVA. <laughs> yeah. It is. I, I want to say the the scene itself is such good storytelling because they every episode before this, like you mentioned, they show Mobius going into Ravona's office. And he's mm-hmm. flirting with her. He's trying to get, you know, he's trying to get her on his level, which is like, yep. yeah, relax. Let's have a drink. Like we're, you know, we're just talking. And I want to know about the, the I want to know more about your, your stuff that when yeah. you talk to the timekeepers and now he's in this moment where she's like, Hey, let's relax, have a drink. Like she let's sign this thing. It's over. We're celebrating. We, yeah. we closed a case and, and you can see like, like any any other Mobius, like from any other episode previously, would have been like totally into this moment. But yep. now his whole worldview is changed by by this piece of information or by this the seed that Loki has planted, yeah. and he can't enjoy this moment, and he can't be present, and he has to be like in, yeah. in detective mode. And like we just, mm-hmm. it's a great bit of storytelling, and it's a good, really good bit of acting on Owen Wilson's part. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome too. I'm with you. And just, and Owen Wilson is definitely his acting has been awesome through this. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree. <laughs> this is, I think when we start focusing on B15, I think that's when like we're, we're about at that part of the episode, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Is there, is there anything else that you have in your notes after? Oh, and uh, they do say in there that Erenslayer uh, does tell Mobius in that conversation, too, that the timekeepers want Mobius there for the Loki's pruning, which, mm. you know, I think, like you said in the past, too, like, would have been huge for him, not even, like, one episode ago. Yeah. But now, you know, it's like, mm, not cool, need to find more information out. And that's, like you said, too, is his uh, detective mode has really come out here because... I think ultimately he's a great detective and he wants to find out the truth. Yep. Yep. So cool. And then um, this is when, yeah, this is when we get uh, B-15, like you said, getting her kind of getting shown her memories. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, she goes in basically right away. It's like, Sylvie, come with me, takes her through, you know, um, a nice little TVA door into the Rockstar Apocalypse. Yep. 
And, you know, I'm assuming she brought her there because she wants her to be able to use her powers Mm -hmm. and because she can't be detected because it's apocalypse and she wants her, obviously wants some uh, information about, you know, what's in her memories. Yeah. So another part that's like a little emotional and sad, there's a lot of like little emotional parts in this, which are just these people realizing their lives, which is like crazy, but you know, so basically she's, she's, it ends with, she's like, show me, show me my memories. And uh, mm-hmm. Sylvie opens up her mind, shows her what her life was like. And she's like, oh, you know, I was happy. <laughs> yeah. So sad, you know, yeah. but so it's just crazy. Like all these, all these variants of people have like had lives in another world and they all have no idea. And I can't wait for everybody to be free. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because we good. we don't we don't we don't get to find out who B fifteen was, but just the just the confirmation that like just exactly. like C twenty, she was a person. She had some sort of life that was taken yeah. away from her, um, I or that her you know, I memories were erased from it. Yeah, but just her like reaction to see, just like imagine you seeing a whole life you had and you were happy, and mm-hmm. here you are like pulled out of that being like a slave working in this, you know, maybe she likes, I mean, it seems like she kind of likes what she's doing, but you could be like living a regular life and be happy with a family. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it just gets you thinking, you know, like, what are these, what are these people taking from me? Yeah. It's awesome. I love that, that bigger, just this bigger world. Yeah. Because at at the very least, what's been taken away from every TVA agent is, is choice and that's yes. like that's egregious enough yep exactly that's like whether they whether they had a good life or bad life before the tva like i could imagine there's you know a hunter out there that or like somebody in the tva that like had a really terrible life oh i'm and sure and this is actually a better deal for them <laughs> to be doing whatever but at the, yeah. even that even that person that hypothetical person they don't have a choice in this. They're doing everything the TVA is telling them to do because that's the only exactly. option. Yeah, and there's just something scary and about that. Your free choice being taken. That's yeah. You know, I may be a bum and a loser, but at least I chose that. You know, that's the whole point. <laughs> it's <laughs> literally know? like getting conscripted into an army, or like you, you get like conscripted, like stormtroopers in in Star yeah. Wars. Like you get conscripted into doing this. You get taken from your family to do this and maybe eventually you grow to enjoy it because it's the only life that you that you have the only life that you know but it doesn't mean that like if you had other options in front of you you wouldn't choose them yeah what could i have been you know it's my right to live my life the way i chose to whether it was right or wrong or good or bad compared to this that's not the point it's it's the principle of course um Oh, and we uh, we also at the point where we we see Mobius really gets his final, you know, um, turnaround after he steals the Tempad from mm-hmm. Renslayer, and then he kind of goes off his little nook there in the library and um, and watches the video of of, of C twenty and she's again little explaining. little note about the technology. He is not wearing headphones or anything. <laughs> He's just like I need to hide somewhere where people won't see me looking at this information, and then just plays yeah. it on the speaker. And you got this like all knowing, like, like leader timekeeper who like yeah. apparently can see all the time. And you're just in here like <laughs> fucking <laughs> volume on high. 
It's yeah. fine, I guess. Yeah, Mobius. Hey, he went into a dark corner. It's okay. Yeah. No yeah. one can hear him there. Yeah, no one goes into this <laughs> library. <laughs> so, so yeah, then he sees the video and he's clearly from there. He's like, yeah, this place is fucked. And then that's that's the point where he then goes in and um, he goes and he frees Loki for, I don't know if we talked about this scene already, but he, you know, he goes in, he tells Loki, you know, basically you're right. The TVA are about the liars and, you know, I need your help. And so they kind of join forces and um, I love, like, I forget exactly the words. I didn't write down the exact dialogue. I don't know if you did, but when he says like, how about as a friend, you know? And then like, yes. Yes. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings line. Yep. <laughs> is that what it is? It's, I, I, I mean, it's definitely a reference to Lord of the Rings. There's a, there's uh yeah, there's in the final, like right before the final battle, uh, Gimli, the dwarf, says to Legolas, the elf, because dwarves and elves in this world don't don't agree with each other and they live separately. Um, so when they have to fight together, uh, he says, "I never saw myself dying with uh, along. I never saw myself dying alongside an elf." And Le- Legolas turns to him and says, "How about alongside a friend?" Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, it almost brings a tear to my eye. It's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome. So basically, I think we get Loki and, and Morbius's fusion of friendship here, and it's beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is when I want to see him riding a jet ski together. Yeah. 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 Do you want to, very important, do you want to see them like Mobius driving and Loki like riding on the back of the jet ski? Yes. Or do you want them on separate <laughs> jet skis racing? No, I want it Mobius driving and Loki riding behind him and loving every second of Mobius driving a jet ski. Okay. That's what I want. Yeah. Because Mobius is the one who really wants to drive it. Yeah. And, you know, Loki's his new buddy. You know, mm-hmm. throw him on the back. Give him a nice ride. Hey, you like my new driving? Heem, heem, heem. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> It just, and, if, it just, and then if I could add in, they have a rope tied to the back of the jet ski with like a big inner tube, and Sylvie's just like <laughs> yes. laying back in the inner tube. She's tubing in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so basically, Mobius goes and, you know, they solidify their friendship, which is a beautiful thing. And then, like, right as they leave, they run right into Renslayer, who, yeah. like you said, clearly knew that he took her tempad. I mean, there yeah, wasn't much time after. I guess he, he snuck out, saw it in the library, went, saved Loki, boom, there's Renslayer. It didn't take long. Yeah. Maybe a little longer than it should have, considering the technology they have, but, excuse me, she did find him. Yeah, maybe, like, it probably took her five seconds to realize that it wasn't her temp pad and, and exactly what Mobius did. But then, like, I think the only thing that took time was, like, then she geared up, she got some guards. Yeah. And was like, we're yeah. going to, we're not going to, we're not going to give him a chance to do whatever he's trying to do. Um, so she yeah. just had to get her small force together. To And I think that uh, she may have known earlier, she was just waiting outside that door because she knew yeah. they had, the, they have no powers. They had to come out through that door. That's so, a good point, too. Yeah, and so came out, got him. Basically, Mobius just breaks down and tells her, you know, you know, because she asked in the meeting, when would you want to go if you could pick any time? 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, it comes back to now here where he goes, I'd want to go back to wherever I'm from, you know, maybe riding my jet ski. And, yeah. and then she's just, I, this scene where I just thought was so good. And because at the same time, it was like really sad, but it was very surprising. Like mm-hmm. just when their forces are united, they go out to fight the timekeepers and immediately thwarted by Renslayer and fucking baked. Like, yep. oh, damn it. And then so Mobius gets, uh, you know, pruned. Yeah. And, and we don't ever get to see where he goes as of yet or what happened. Um, but that was very sad. It was... Uh, definitely unexpected when you were when you were talking about it last week and like it was just sylvie disintegrating these these nameless guards um i was able i was very easy for me to be like well ryan it's like tron and they're like computer (laughs) they're like duplicates of a computer program yeah and i was definitely playing devil's advocate but i really didn't feel anything for these nameless guards but as soon as it's mobius and i see this this disintegration thing happening to him and the look on his face i was like oh i no, i can't no i don't want this i can't handle this like no matter if like they're a variant pruned out of like thousands of other of their characters it's still like that person's life like yeah you know they don't know about the other variants and that's kind of what i'm just thinking like these just zip zip, zapping them out like that they're just extra time guys but like (laughs) to them to them that's their life yeah (laughs) But yeah, so I'm glad that they acknowledge that and there's something to it because mm-hmm. so basically then after Mobius gets fried, you know, they get Sylvie gets brought in and the guards and they get lined up to go up the uh, elevator to see the timekeepers for their ultimate destruction, I would assume, mm-hmm. um, what's supposed to happen anyways. And um, I think it's just quite sad how sylvie asks renslayer what her nexus event was like why would you even bring me in you know what was my nexus event what was the point of this and you know basically just just to show what a piece of shit she is she's just like i don't remember you know is that is that what she says yeah i don't remember yeah God, exactly. yeah, I, 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 I didn't write it down. Doesn't remember, yeah. But I was gonna ask, does she, does she give her an answer? But I don't remember. No, that's so callous. That's it, exactly. Like, just like I'm like that insignificant where you can't even, you don't even care enough to even remember what was the reason you came and destroyed everything I love and know. Yeah, and it's just terrible, man. So yeah, and then. Um, and where am I here? So gets her head up to the elevator. They go in. Then they they go in, and we see the timekeepers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they you know, like set up in there with the guy in the middle. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that. I I don't know what all that means. The leader, the two side guys. Will this come into play later? Or is this just a? Is this just this whole big facade? I hear what you're saying. There's, no. there's clearly a visual hierarchy. There's like right. one main, even though even yes. though these three are described as like the three most powerful ent- entities, right. it's clear that even within the three, there's two that seem equal and yes. then one that's right. a big guy in charge. Even within these fake entities, like there's still yeah. in a, some kind of leadership. Does this mean something in the background in the long term? I don't know, mm-hmm. but I thought it was kind of interesting. But basically, you know, after a little 
stupid robot banter back and forth. Mm, yes, rah, rah, Wizard of Oz stuff. Basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sylvie throws a sword at its head and knocks its head off. And it's just clearly a fake ass robot. Yeah, it's the Hall of Presidents at Epcot. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I like how, like, when the head comes off and they realize it, the other ones are, like, laughing. Uh-huh. So it's, like, almost like... It's almost like they... Uh, almost like they knew this was a fake thing and they knew they knew. And it was, like, but there's something bigger in the background. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It, what do you, you know what think? it does... It, it like it keeps them menacing because they're like as soon as soon as I, I don't know as soon as I saw them moving and like like talking yeah. and everything I was like oh this is I didn't immediately I sh- realize that they're robots but I was like this is not as this is not scary this is yeah. silly this is ridiculous there was something um, off right from the start like I was like this can't be real but then as soon as <laughs> as soon as they revealed that it's Country Bears Jamboree <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I, like it's it's that it's like very silly. But when you destroy one of them and the other two are not like, no, please don't destroy yeah. us. Instead, they're just laughing. It's like, oh, whoever's controlling these puppet things is not worried about the puppets yeah. themselves being destroyed because that's not their power. That's yeah, not their that's- most biggest trick. It's clearly nothing. Like this yeah. means not, you don't have any idea what what is what more is to come. Like yeah, yeah. It's also so, like Loki's Loki's big thing is he's a trickster, and now we're seeing that the biggest villain in this thing in the TVA is a trickster as well. They pulled this uh, huge trick of creating these yep. uh, time keepers, these space lizards, and it's Which all is just an illusion. Thing. Is it could the big bad be another variant of Loki? Absolutely, yeah. We've definitely that's been my big fan theory going forward, yeah. and nothing in this episode disproves that. So <laughs> nothing, no. I no, am nothing. still clinging to that theory. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a popular one. I I like it. I yeah. I have this feeling that that that's pretty solid choice of what's going to be like another Loki. Mm-hmm. Is that what you think you want? Is that what I want to happen? What do you want, what do you want from this? Do you want that from this series? I I'm, I don't mean this in any way. Like I don't. I'm just. I just right. thought about that. Like, do you? No, it's 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 a good question. Um, it kind of you know what it kind of feeds into one of my lose big three. Are we ready to get to those, or do you have any more about this scene? Um, no, I think we're pretty much done. We just mentioned the app. We just. We didn't mention the credit scene, which is pretty quick and simple, but yeah, the extra credit scene where yeah, but yeah, no, I'm ready. The uh, extra okay. credit scene. You want to talk about that first, or no? Because well, because that's going to be part of it too. So gotcha. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about all of that together. Um, so Ryan, do you have a song this week for <laughs> to introduce Lose Big Three? Uh, how about this? The biggest and best podcast in the world is Dinosaurs vs. Robots. Dinosaurs vs. Robots is really big and great. Yes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> woo woo. <laughs> I'll sing it more clear if you want. <laughs> no, that was excellent. Um, so that was that was based on a uh, theme song that Ryan completely fabricated out of his imagination for Dave and Buster's 
Yes, uh, like I'm I, glad like you I, remembered that. <laughs> like I've said many times, Ryan is a musical genius, whether he realizes it or not. Oh, God, stop. You're making me blush. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so awesome. Thank you for thank you for giving us even more uh, musical gen- musical brilliance. And no, now no it is time for Lose Big Three. This is Lose Big Three. Welcome to Lose Big Three. <laughs> Lose big three. Lose big three. Lose big three. It's you and me. We're going to have fun with lose big three. Lose big three with you and me. It's Luigi with the big old three. Lose big three number one. Um, so, so feeding into what we were just talking about with, uh, you asked me, what do I want from this show? One of my big three questions is, are both Lokis going to ultimately survive this whole show like are we gonna are we gonna end this show with this variant loki um knowing what happens in endgame to sacred Mm -hmm. timeline loki is this variant loki and the sylvie variant loki are they still going to be in existence at the end of this show (sighs) that really is a good question and i'm gonna go with yes i do think they will be okay um, how I don't know, but I do feel like there's, there is going to be a second season. So, I mean, I'm just going to also use a little logic. Loki probably can't die if that's the case, unless they somehow come up with another variant that then has a season two. Oh boy, Jesus. Okay. No, but I'm sticking with my original. I don't, I think the two main Sylvie and Loki are going to survive. I think they're going to together solve this destroy the whoever's subdue maybe not destroy who's ever in charge of the tva i don't depends on who it is (laughs) who it ends up being but i do think that they're going to survive both of them together that's what i want that's what i think and i think maybe there'll be a team fighting in season two with mobius as like you know their go-to like mission director he's like Mm. the guy he's like the guy in uh like Inspector Gadget, you know, who mm-hmm. throws the, the exploding note at him every time, you know, after <laughs> the they give him the briefing. Chief. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. So yes, I want I want them both to survive. And I think that's that's my dream ultimately. So that is pretty much my answer. Like that's that's what I want. I want pretty much <laughs> the same thing. Um I want Loki and Sylvie to to be alive at the end of this. I want them to be together. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> and I, but I, I really want them to, I don't see any reason why they can't show up uh, and Thor would be like, I watched you die. I saw Thanos kill you. And he could be like, yeah, I saw that too. They played it for me on like a TV screen. Um, <laughs> yes. But then I had this whole other time travel adventure. And now I'm just here back in the sacred timeline. I've had, uh, character growth and development, and I'm a better person now. Um, yeah. And here's my 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 other half, my better half. <laughs> but literally, <laughs> literally my better half. <laughs> um, that's what I want. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. We both have a very similar view, and I think yeah. that's that should be the case. But what about Mobius? You you think Mobius will live? Yeah, I want, I want, I want, just like we saw in the post credits where, so Loki wakes up and, you know, he's been disintegrated, but he wakes up and there's smoking buildings in the background and some kind of like ruins, but there's just three, four, actually four Lokis just standing there. 
Um, yeah. One of whom is wearing <laughs> the the classic uh, Loki comic book costume. And yes. you know what it's, I, I do think, so Ryan, I'm pretty sure that I saw at least this image or like something like this. I must have seen some kind of trailer or something. Because a few episodes ago, I was talking about like, when they showed all those variant Lokis, I'm pretty sure there was an old man Loki. And yes. I don't know where I got that idea, but it must have been from seeing Richard E. Grant in some sort of promotional yes. material or something. There was, um, there was, there was like fan theory. There was like fan made like promo pictures, kind of like the okay. ones that share back and forth. Like, but it was him dressed in, but it was a way more cool done up, like modern Disney Loki outfit yeah. and nothing like this literally old classic which yeah. is funny it reminds me of like it's like very much like the vision and scarlet mm-hmm. witch like those old classic i think it's cool that they seem to always be bringing in the classic costumes somehow into every one of these shows yep. which is really kind of cool um what I mean, they even did it with cap do with it i don't know i think it's just great but we'll see it, it's a brilliant thing that the MCU does because they did it with Captain America, even like in the first yeah, Avenger, the first, when he's yep. like doing the USO tour, he's in his yeah. silly classic comic book costume because that's a commentary on the fact that he's not really doing any fighting. He's just doing this, this theater yeah. show in yep. this costume. I do love that. Yeah. Now, now Loki does wake up with all these other Lokis. Um, I don't know if you have any other ones to mention, but we got the, the, what they call boastful Loki in the credits, mm-hmm. I guess the one with the hammer, and he yeah. looks like he's got like, um, like is that him? Is he gonna have like some kind of Thor powers or? Uh, yeah, when because I didn't I didn't know that they all had names until I looked them up online, and I was like, oh, yeah. so there's like Hammer Loki, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then Kid Loki, mm-hmm. classic Loki, and what was it, like Alligator Crocodile Loki or? alligator loki my favorite because i know it is an it looks like an alligator but yeah that's my favorite loki (laughs) yeah absolutely that's my boy right there now like why is kid hold is kid loki holding him because it's like his pet crocodile or they or they just kind of made a good friendship or you carry me around boy you know i don't know i can't (laughs) wait to see i cannot (laughs) wait to find out this is the most (laughs) exciting episode five is going to be fantastic but another thing i wanted to ask you um before Mm -hmm. we say do anything else or do you think that everyone that's getting pruned is going into this same world or they all go into their own world with multiple versions of themselves or is this like this just like the dumping ground of all the objects and people that get pruned that just drop there like the buildings and everything like you yeah. know prune, is that where you're it, at it, it's a really good question because we've talked about when they prune any alternate timeline it's i mean it's it's not just earth it's it's Asgard yeah. as well. Like it's it's literally everything that exists everything. in the universe on this timeline yeah. gets pruned. So like, where's this one? Is that is there some one big place that can fit all of that? Yeah, like, maybe it's one know, whole universe dumping ground. Yeah, planet just dumped there, and I I don't know. I can't wait to see how that's explained. But that's like I was like, is this a whole a place where everyone goes? Just mm-hmm. you, just your variants. Uh, but then again, like you said, all the objects from that universe go somewhere to, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And if you, I and feel if you like it's one place, I want to believe it's one place. It's so every, every variant that's ever been yeah. pruned of anybody 
yes, is on this is, is where is where Loki is right now. Yeah, and Loki so and Mobius are going to meet up. They're going to find each other in this yeah. place. That, that's that's what I like to think. Me too. Gonna, I think, and I think that's what it is. And somehow they're going to fight their way out of this place with all the other Lokis and Mobius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe a whole shitload of Mobiuses and some other characters we don't even know about on a, on a fleet of jet skis. Yeah, it's man, man, man. It's gonna be like Waterworld. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Oh, yes. Man. Episode five is gonna be so good. I'm excited. Uh, lose big three number two. Did we already talked about this? But did Ravona know um, before one of their heads got cut off? Did <sighs> she know that they were robots? Yeah. This is. I. If I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with I think so. I've been going. I've gone back and forth on this several times, but I, I think she knows, and I think the whole thing is a facade and act for everyone else. So she went in there to pretend she's talking, but it's really just to for Mobius and whoever sees her come out as a facade to make it look like she's really talking to these timekeepers. Maybe she is really talking to the timekeeper, like whoever is behind is really coming out and talking to her. I don't know, but. I think she's, I think she kind of, I think she knows. I'm going to go with, I think she knows. Maybe it's her. Oh, Maybe she's the person behind the curtain. I've totally thought that too. Yeah. Yeah. She could be. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Cause, cause I think, I think when she goes in there at the beginning, it's, we, the camera stays on her going into like the elevator, going in there alone and she's doing it for some reason um, and she has the, this like look on her face and, and, and it's like, I don't, I don't know what to make of it because they're keeping uh, just enough details vague. Um, but at yes. the end when the yeah. laughing, like she doesn't seem phased, she doesn't seem shocked at this, at this revelation. Um, yeah. she also doesn't seem like, oh, this ruined my plans. She just mm-hmm. kind of rolls with it, disintegrates Mobius, disintegrates Loki. <laughs> and yes. that's that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, maybe question like, is she the one controlling these? Did she create these robots to maintain control over the TVA? Um, or is it the thing we were talking about where like, she's aware that these robots are an intercom system for her boss, who mm-hmm. she's actually afraid of to yeah. interact with her. And that's why like, whether or not they get, if they get their heads cut off in her mind, that's just, okay, my computer got destroyed and my phone got destroyed, but my boss still exists and we'll find another way to, to. That's kind of where, where I'm at with her. I just don't think she'd be so uh, heartless if she wasn't involved very deeply because she seems to show like she has care and love for more, more Mobius, but at the same time, she has no problem flipping right around and then pruning him. So I feel like she wouldn't do that if she wasn't very deeply involved. So, so yeah. does she know when she's disintegrating somebody that they go to this place Loki's at, or does she think that they're getting completely derezzed? It's another good question. Um, I don't know. And it made me think about that when, when Sylvie was going to prune her and she goes, just go ahead and do it. You know? Yeah. Like, did she say that because she knew she wouldn't really be dead or, you know, but that, that's a good question. I mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, is Ravona a variant? 
with yeah. erased memories. Yeah. Yeah. I think she might be one of the first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Maybe. So yeah. One of the first take, you know, first variant, take them on, be like my underling, you know, <laughs> and rise up through the ranks and become the ju- hunter and a judge. And yeah, she may have been like right from the start, the first slave variant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Ryan, lose big three, number three. three. Uh, there is a kind of a throwaway line in this episode where uh, Mobius is, t- I think he's talking to B-15 and he's like, yeah, you know, these, it's crazy that these, um, these like gods of mischief are like our biggest problem that we've had to deal with. We've had Kree, we've had Titans, we've had vampires. Yes. Did you catch that? I did. Yes. And I did catch that. And I think that's hinting towards Blade. <laughs> I think so. Do you Blade. think vampires, so the way he mentions them with Kree and Titans, do you think vampires are a race of aliens in the, in the MCU? That's not what I initially thought. I mean, that's a good thought. But I think that now... I'm getting, I get the idea that vampires are from a different timeline. So we're going to somehow get them mixed into our timeline from another timeline where they Mm. do exist. I don't think they exist in our current, I think it's going to be a similar way they bring X-Men and stuff in. Uh, I think honestly, that's going to be the main explanation for everything. I don't think they're aliens, however it could be, but I do think most stuff like that is going to be explained through alternate timelines where it got, maybe this show will be the one that combines them to get combines them together. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And then we end up getting these creatures because they're combined in from other timelines. Okay. That's a cool theory. Yeah. What do you, you think? Uh, maybe aliens. I think aliens would be a cool way to explain vampires because they're mm-hmm. the way vampires operate is like they're a parasite. And yeah. I could imagine like yeah. this this organism that um, like a venom sort of thing, this organism that exists on a planet and it infects larger organisms um, mm. like it infects them and then takes over them and makes them have to like take the blood of another living creature in order to uh, mm. like in order for the parasite inside to thrive yeah. and pass itself on to the next organism, which passes itself on to the next organism. Um, And then somehow that organism gets brought back to earth uh, and infects a few humans. And that's where we get vampires from. Yes. I like that. It's almost like one of those spaceship uh, horror movies where an entity gets on board and takes over the people, you know, and then they come back to earth. I like it. it. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah. We, we see it in a lot of different forms of fiction, but I could see it like, cause the MCU, um, in, in some ways, they don't want to deal with things like magic. Uh, yeah. I mean, now now they're kind of loosening their their restrictions <laughs> yeah. on that. But um, but like to say that vampires are just some sort of like magical creatures that existed on Earth or or exist on Earth, I think is not great. Yeah. But like, it's not as scientific as if they are a parasite organism from another planet. Yes, um, and we just created a mythology around them. Yeah, the MCU does try to give some kind of scientific grounded type of explanation for stuff like that, which I like. You're right. It, it, like, instead of just saying, yeah, it's magic, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> giving some kind of reason for it. I do like that. 
Yeah. I mean, that that said, lo- everything like lo- Loki talks openly about just like creating fireworks as magic yeah. and like illusion magic and and it's just magic. But but I but I think that's fine as long as that's not Earth, as long as that's Asgard. <laughs> yes. Right. They're gods. They grew up on this godly like city planet, you know, so it's yeah, it's like easier to to grasp in that case <laughs> but as i'm saying that i'm remembering the ending of wandavision which huge spoilers for wandavision if you haven't already watched that um that that's that's uh agatha's thing is that she was legit a witch with yeah. magic powers back in the which, 1600s oh, man. it's another thing i really can't wait to find like i hope we find more about the history of witches and yes i would love to like a movie or a series about witchcraft in the mcu or some like you know something that explains that i just yeah. that seems like it would be really cool yep i i maintain my my theory from back then about like their power the witch's power being something that relates to like the power stone or the one of the infinity yeah. stones or something because when they're using their powers my basis for this is when they're using their powers it's very visually similar to um in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, when the, the Nazis, the Hydra Nazis are using mm-hmm. guns that like are shooting stuff that visually looks like the powers or the Tesseracts, like right. the infinity stone power. It seems yep. to be like concentrated in these guns and they're like shooting mm-hmm. it out of that. Um, so I do still think it's like technically technology, just very advanced technology, not right. literally magic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. We'll see though. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, Ryan, do you have any last thoughts on Loki episode 104, the Nexus event, before we wrap up? Man, I'm just going to say I love this episode. Fantastic. I mean, I say that every week like I always mm-hmm. say, but it's just so good. I love it. Can't wait to find out what happens. I love I love these kind of shows. Me too. I say that every week too, and it's because they're giving us quality content every week. So. <laughs> exactly. It's just can't wait to see. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this was great. I'm glad we talked about this episode, and I can't wait to see the next one. Uh, so, Ryan, why don't you close this out and say goodbye to the listeners? Listeners, I love you. I can't wait to see you next week. I'll be back with more fun-filled explanations of the Loki show with my friend Lou next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. The biggest and best podcast in the world is Dinosaurs vs. Robots. Dinosaurs vs. Robots is really big and great. Greetings from Chromatica, home of Lady Gaga, liberator of kindness punks, mother of little monsters, tricon of the ages. We are her best fans with a mission to create a podcast celebrating our hero. Broadcasting straight from Chromatica, this podcast is about Lady Gaga for Lady Gaga, but anyone can listen. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Prove your stupid love. Ace the art pop quiz. Put your paws up. And download the Chromaticast wherever you get your podcasts. Join us every other Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for our live tapings at twitch.tv slash apocalypse podcast network. 